Blow and the Doctor. Hey Who fans, this is the Big Blue Box podcast coming at you from somewhere in space and time. We are now at episode 9. Hope you guys are well, had a good couple of weeks. Uh, apologies there was no podcast last Friday. Uh, it looks like I've kind of settled into this uh, fortnightly podcast pattern, um, which uh, is just because I'm mega busy at the moment. Um, but when I will fit the, uh, if I can fit a weekly podcast in every Friday, then I will do that. But uh, it seems that they are every two weeks, which I hope you, don't, you guys don't mind. Uh, so we've had a pretty busy, uh, pretty busy couple of weeks, um, news-wise for the for the Doctor and Doctor Who in general. Um, most of it coming in the last couple of days, actually. Uh, so I'm going to run through some news and all that kind of stuff with you. Um, there's going to be no TARDIS talk this week because um, I'm short on time, um, but there will be a retrospective, which will be another um, uh, Russell T Davis era episode. Um, so yeah, so let's crack on with uh, episode nine. So as I said, it's been a very busy week, um, or a couple of weeks, should I say, news-wise for uh, for everything Doctor Who. Uh, kicking off, um, which something that I heard um, yesterday actually, which was in the. I'm not sure if it's going to be in the UK as well, but certainly in the US. Uh, it looks like they're going to get a standalone episode on DVD and Blu-ray, which is the uh, the premiere episode of Series 8, Deep Breath. Uh, so it's been listed on Amazon.com, which is the North American um, Amazon. And that will be released on September the 9th this year. And it's a feature-length uh story um, which is going to run to uh, just over 75 minutes apparently. So this is kind of a, an interesting one for me because this is another first as far as I'm aware anyway for uh, Doctor Who in general especially Doctor Who in terms of the the series and the show and it's like I said it's another one of these firsts where I don't know of a single episode uh, being released uh, on DVD or Blu-ray um, ever. Um, we've had um, previous uh, years, we've had um, each of the uh, series split into halves. So you can buy, or, or I think it's part one, two or three, or just part, no, sorry, yeah, halves. So we've had, uh, for example, series uh, six, part one, and then a little bit later you have part two. Or if you wait a little bit longer, you can get the complete series as a collected, um, as a collected issue. And yeah, this is kind of, kind of strange that they're doing it as just a single uh, a single episode that you can buy on blu-ray because it it raises the potential for this this double dip uh, kind of um, uh, thing that's that's been very popular for years now on where you have a, a it usually happens with movies to be honest with you where they release uh, a movie on DVD and then so many years later they re-release it with like different packaging and then years later after that they release like an anniversary episode and then at some point you also have um, the same film as possibly as part of a box set all that kind of stuff so you have people buying the same film 
um, potentially, well, at least twice, um, hence the phrase double dipping. And um, I'm not sure if the if the BBC are kind of looking at this as a bit of a cash cow, a bit of a money spinner. Um, I'm really not too sure about it. And like I said, it's one of these, uh, again, a first for Doctor Who because uh, we've seen some other ones. So I've not known of a world tour to promote a new series of Doctor Who before. That's a new one for me. Please, if I'm wrong on any of this stuff, please tell me. Just fire me a tweet. Um, my Twitter is at uh, big blue box pcast uh, just fire me a couple of tweets and say no gary you're wrong you're wrong it's been done before but to my knowledge i haven't seen any of these things so um with the exception of the 50th anniversary um i've not i'm not known of any doctor who stuff that's been simulcast globally no world tours no um single ish single episodes released on dvd or blu-ray so it's kind of a strange one, and it's also another one of those instances where it's not available in the UK. That's not to say that it won't be. It's just at the moment it's been um, it's just been spotted on Amazon.com um, that this this DVD and Blu-ray is uh, is available from September 9th. So it could well appear on Amazon.co.uk. I'm not sure, but there's a part of me that thinks, hmm, you know, is this just a is this just a a cash cow you know does it do anything for doctor who as a series or as a show whatever and i just think maybe they're just going a little bit too far with this now on the previous podcast um the tardis talk section um that i did i, I spoke about um the subject that is doctor who becoming too big is it too large is it you know is it reaching for things and taking away from its its smaller um, kind of British roots, if you like, and I think these things really contribute to that, and uh, especially that this this Blu-ray and DVD has been listed in the US and not the UK. That just reinforces what I was what I spoke about on the last podcast. So, um, you don't get it's not the end of the world. It's nothing. You know, it's it's just one of those little things that just kind of niggle away at me. Like, you know, are we setting ourselves up for a fall here? Are we just pushing too much and too much? Um, because for me, I'm I wouldn't want to buy the opening episode deep breath as a single release because i know that i'll be picking up the full series once that's released after it's aired so there's no point me buying that because i'll be buying it shortly after the series is done and i'm not sure if they're just playing on the fact that you know the more diehard uh, doctor who fans and the completists and stuff like that they'll just jump at it just because it's a doctor who release so I'm not really sure about this one. It's a, it's an interesting one, but um, yeah, please tell me if I'm wrong. Have there ever been um, any just single episode uh, episodes released? And I'm I don't mean the classic stuff, of course. With the classic stuff, you know, they're all pretty much you know single episodes, but they're more serial based. So um, yeah, that's not you know I don't really count those. I'm talking about modern Doctor Who from 2005 onwards. I'm not aware of it. So. If you're in the US and you want to get the single episode of Deep Breath when it's released, you can, well, shortly after, you can grab it on September the 9th. Uh, so moving on, um, I'm recording this podcast on Thursday, the 24th of July. And yesterday, being the 23rd, um, I'm hoping that you've all gone out and picked up the new uh, comics as they were released by Titan Comics yesterday. And even though we had a lot of flim flam and you know kerfuffle around uh you couldn't pick up the uh the physical edition of the comic 
um, in the UK due to licensing stuff. You could only get the digital version. Uh, that just doesn't seem that doesn't seem to mean anything at all because I've seen quite a few photos on Twitter and Facebook um, from UK Doctor Who fans that I follow who have posted pics of their new comics and stuff. And I've, my personally, I've, I've ordered them here in the UK as well. So I'm really not sure what the deal is with that, with that, um, with Titan saying that there's no license to release them in the UK and blah, blah, blah. But then on launch day, pretty much everyone who I follow in the UK has got them. Um, so it's kind of a strange one, but it's great. It's really good um, that everybody's got these comics because uh, it's you don't you don't generally see um, this much hype uh, for a comic based on a TV show. Normally, um, uh, with comics, um, the hype machine tends to go into overdrive a little bit when you're talking about A-list comic book stars from either Marvel or DC. So to see. Uh, a, a comic book run based on a TV show get this much popularity and stuff is a uh, that that's very very cool and um, and they look awesome as well. There's like loads of different covers for these first issues. There's like different variants that you can go for. Um, me personally, I've picked up two of them. Uh, I've got the uh, the standard uh, covers, which is the kind of cool, colourful uh, oil painting-y kind of look. And I've also got um, the variant, which is called the one in 10 photo. So it's like a, it's just like a, an actual photograph of David Tennant and Matt Smith just in different poses. And uh, and they're great. They're really, really good. So, um, yeah, so yesterday, the 23rd, you can still pick them up, obviously. They're not going to go anywhere for a little while. If you contact any, uh, any well-known comic book uh, store here in the UK, um, either online or pop in, you'll be able to get them. Uh, Forbidden Planet. Uh, they have them on the shelves. Um, OK Comics also in London. Um, you'll be able to pick them up there. Or if you just do a search online, um, Lucky Target Comics, uh, Mega City Comics, uh, Comic Domain, all those guys, uh, you'll be able to order them. And they're very, very cool. Uh, so, yeah, if you haven't yet, nip out and pick those up. Uh, very cool. Um, next bit of news. Now, this one is cool. I, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this. You might remember, or you might have read somewhere, um, possibly quite a long time ago now, about oh, six, seven months ago, possibly longer, that there was rumblings and rumours uh, that there was going to be a 50th anniversary box set uh, that was going to release to give us all of the good content and shows that they put out around the 50th anniversary time. And it's now come to come to fruition. It's cool. They've they've announced it. It was um, it was first picked up in the latest issue of uh, the official Doctor Who magazine, which was out yesterday. And they've detailed what the what the box set is going to include. And this to me looks awesome. the The content that they've put in this pack for the money looks absolutely brilliant. Now. Um, Last year was such a special time. Um, it's not really hard to explain. I mean, as a Doctor Who fan, when there's so much going on due to the 50th anniversary, when there's so much going on and there's, you know, there's all these different um, bespoke, you know, made for TV shows. There's um, the the 50th anniversary um, 
uh, episode that went out. There was the proms. There was, you know, the really big event at the Excel in London. All of this cool stuff. It was just such a cool year, especially the last half as well. I mean, it was very cool um, in the lead up to that year. So kind of the first part of 2013 was very cool. Um, But the last half for me was just so cool. And I absolutely, you know, I don't want to go on too much about this, but it was such a good time to be a Doctor Who fan. There was so much going on, so much cool stuff. And this box set, for me, brings all of that, all of the best stuff of the 50th into one set, which I know is the point, but sometimes with these things, they can miss the point a little bit and they just kind of put fillers in there and stuff. But this actually looks really, really cool. So let me just run down what you get in the box set. And it's available in two different versions, Blu-ray and DVD. So um, you get these, you get the name of the Doctor, the night of the Doctor, the day of the Doctor, the time of the Doctor. Now, I shouldn't have to tell you what they are, but, you know, those four or those three, you know, episodes are worth the money alone. Um, You've then got the awesome um, Mark Gattis docudrama, An Adventure in Space and Time, um, on Blu-ray in the UK. So although we've all bitched and ranted and had a good moan about An Adventure in Space and Time being released in the US on Blu-ray, and we're kind of feeling a little bit hard done by and our, you know, noses out of joint and stuff, we're now getting an adventure in space and time in the UK on Blu-ray. So massive thumbs up. And so that's so that's part of the special features pack. And you know, the other features you get is the amazingly funny and well made The Five-ish Doctors reboot, which was just a, a little gem in the 50th anniversary last year. Very, very cool. Uh, you get Doctor Who, The Ultimate Guide, which I'm sure was on TV at some point. Uh, the Science of Doctor Who. You get the Doctor Who proms from last year. And then you get some other stuff. You get The Last Day. You get a read-through from Day of the Doctor. You get some cinema uh, intros from Day of the Doctor. A load of deleted scenes. A load of behind-the-scenes stuff. And then you get two BBC America documentaries, Tales from the TARDIS and Farewell to Matt Smith, which is fair to say that will be quite emotional, I guess. And uh, yeah, so that reading that, that's a... That's a ton of good content to have in a box set. And the price is really good. I was expecting the price to be on Blu-ray at least, at least £50. Um, but the the Blu-ray is thirty-one ninety-nine, and the DVD pack is twenty-seven ninety-nine, And that is just... That is just awesome. That's my, made my day. I, I first found out about this stuff today, actually. I saw some stuff on Twitter and Facebook yesterday. Um, which was just, you know, this is what's coming in the in the pack, but there was no information on pricing or pre-ordering, anything like that. So this is amazing. And the fact that you get so much content for the price, because usually the doc, um, the doc I was going to say, usually the Doctor Who has a habit. Usually the BBC has a habit of overpricing things slightly where it concerns Doctor Who because, you know, they know that it will sell. So they'll they'll charge accordingly. Um, but this, I, for me, this is mega good value, really good value. So I've pre-ordered the, the Blu-ray box set, and you can do the same. If you just nip over to the BBC shop and go into the Doctor Who section, you'll be able to see um, right at the top the, the pre-order uh, links there, and I'll also pop a link to this in the show notes. So if you haven't done so yet, go and pre-order this box because there will it is a limited run. Um, for the Blu-ray box set, 
Uh, they're producing 6,000 units and they're producing 4,000 units of the DVD set. So although that sounds a lot, um, there are a lot of us. So, um, you know, these things, you know, I, I would expect these to sell out. N not initially straight away. Don't get me wrong. Don't, you know, don't rush to your computer now. You've probably got a good few weeks before these, these go up. But I'm, I'm anticipating that these will go because the amount of good content for a, a very reasonable price um, is, is well justified. So they'll go. So if you haven't done so yet, nip over to the BBC shop and get your, your 50th anniversary box set pre-ordered. Good stuff. And lastly in the news, this was one that, um, that for me is, is really cool. Uh, purely for the fact that it, you know, it keeps Russell T Davis within, within the, the Doctor Who ecosystem, the, the Who sphere. Well, I can't think of any, any other names, but um, as I've said on previous podcasts, I really, really enjoy um, Russell T Davis, his writing and you know his run on Doctor Who for me is just, just at times so much better than Stephen Moffat stuff. You know, you've heard me on this podcast before talk about um, the differences between uh, RTD and Moffat and all that kind of stuff. But some of Russell T Davies' stuff is just amazing, and this this story looks really cool. So what they so back in, I think it was 1995. 95 or 96, one of the two, um, Russell T. Davies um, published a, uh, a book, um, a Doctor Who book called Damaged Goods. And this was part of um, a, a series of books um, called uh, The New Adventures. So it was kind of, um, it was kind of in that dark times, if you like, of Doctor Who, where fans had to rely on written publications and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, so Russell T. Davis, before he was even, you know, thinking about bringing Doctor Who to TV, wrote this this uh, this book, and it's now being um, uh, dramatised into a big finish production, a big finish drama, which is really good because if you take away the fact that the book is, you know, either great or not very good, I haven't read it personally, so I can't comment. You know, I can't turn around and say the book is amazing, so it absolutely deserves a big finish, or, oh, I'm not really sure about this big finish dramatization because the book isn't very good. I can't comment either way. The only reason why I think it's so cool is because it keeps Russell T. Davis within the Doctor Who world, if you like, um, because he deserves a place um, within Doctor Who. He deserves a place, um, you know, all the way through you know, everything to do with Doctor Who since 2005. So this is just, for me, it's really cool to keep his name out there and to, and, and just to keep keep us engaged with his stuff, even though he wrote it years and years ago. Um, it, it's still very cool. Um, so this is a Seventh Doctor story. Um, so it's a Sylvester McCoy thing. I'm not sure if Sylvester McCoy will be, um, will be doing it. I'm assuming so, but you never know with these things. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so um, I'm not sure when this is going to be out. Um, I'm assuming it's next year. Um, it's going to be released into um, a two-hour audio story. And um, I'm assuming it's going to be out at some point next year. I'll find that out will confirm. But um, normally when they announce these things as far ahead, it's normally a year later. So we can probably expect it July 
August next year, but I'll confirm that and pop it in the show notes. But yeah, so um, uh, the 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 book, the novel, Damaged Goods by Russell T Davis, uh, will be coming to us in Big Finish. And for those of us that are really into the Big Finish and love the audios, uh, that's going to be really good news. So uh, so yeah, so that wraps up the news for episode nine. So like I said, there's not going to be any uh, TARDIS talk this week. Um, purely because I've spoken loads about um, different Doctor Who over the last um, couple of podcasts, um, so I just need to um, I just need to take a a podcast off of doing TARDIS talk just so I can get my head together and put some notes down and so on. Um, but I am going to steamroll straight into uh, this episode's um, retrospective review, and it's going to be a Russell T Davis episode. Actually, no, it's not. It's not going to be a Russell T. Davis episode. It's going to be an episode from the Russell T. Davis era. And this is David Tennant's uh, Gridlock. Mr. Cassini, this is the doctor. Tell me, how long have you been driving on the motorway? Oh, we were amongst the first. It's been 23 years now. But in all that time, have you ever seen a police car? I'm not sure. Look at your notes. Any, please? Uh, not as such. What, an ambulance? Rescue service? Anything official, ever? I can't keep a note of everything. What if there's no one out there? Stop it. Cassini's for doing you a favour. Someone's got to ask. Because you might not talk about it, but it's there. In your eyes. What if the traffic jam never stops? There's a whole city above us. The mighty city-state of New New York. They wouldn't just leave us. In that case, where are they? Hmm? What if there's no help coming? Not ever. What if there's nothing? Just the motorway. With the cars going round and round and round and round, never stopping. Forever. Shut up! Just shut up! Don't you just love David Tennant when he really gets into it like that? Going round and round and round. Forever. Very cool. Love Tenant when he's like that. So just to correct myself, this is a Russell C. Davis written episode. Um, why I didn't think it was, I'm not sure. Sorry about that. Uh, so yes, written by Russell Davis. And the reason why I'm talking about this one today is because um, I this is one of the few um, Tenant episodes which, I'd, which I've only ever seen uh, once um, up until yesterday. Um, normally when... Um, I'm re-watching any of the uh, 2005 onwards Doctor Who. Um, I do watch a lot of the Russell T. Davis era, um, so there is going to be a lot of tenant stuff in there naturally. And um, for some reason, and I've seen I've seen all of the Doctor Who stuff since 2005 at least twice, um, just through re-watching and then watching them again if I'm looking through TV and they're on Watch or the Horror Channel, whatever. Um, but for this, for some reason, this particular episode, I'd only ever seen once until yesterday, um, which is strange because I really like it. And when I watched it yesterday, um, and the only reason why I did watch it was because it was on TV, it was on watch. And, uh, I was scrolling through and just before it was about to start, I just had a look and, um, the title of the episode came up and then a little, uh, synopsis of what the the episode was about and I was like yes I remember that episode it it was very cool but then after watching it a second time I really 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 enjoyed it and what I liked about it is there was two aspects really there was the 
the the setup, if you like, for the Doctor finally talking about uh, Gallifrey and what happened to it, because um, during this episode, he they're, they're having Martha and and the Doctor are having this discussion in the TARDIS about where they want to go. You know, they're just normal Doctor Who, you know, just knocking about the TARDIS, cup of tea, like where should we go, kind of thing. It's a bit like millionaires, you know, when you these super rich people who you know, don't really work. They just sit down. What should we do today, love? Yeah. Let's jump on a plane and go here. It's kind of like, that, you know, that kind of vibe. So they're sitting around and they're like, yeah, where should we go? And Martha keeps, she keeps banging on about going to, to Gallifrey because she wants to see the doctor's home planet. And uh, he doesn't fess up and, and say, you know, it's not there anymore because of the time war and etc. He just kind of, you know, f- you know, fudges over it in a little bit and just cracks on. Um, and it's not until at the end of the episode where he comes clean and says, you know, the reason why, you know, I lie to you is because of this and Gallifrey's not there anymore and blah, blah, blah. So I, I kind of like that that question and answer kind of um, uh, approach to writing where at the beginning of the episode, you know, it's kind of like they've put the question to the viewers, you know, should the doctor tell Martha you know, about what really happened. And it kind of leaves a very tiny um, nugget of information, just plants the seed very small um, in your mind when you watch the beginning of the episode. And then it leaves you kind of wanting to, wanting to answer at the end. And it's not until the end where, you know, the Doctor does answer, you know, that question and, and does come clean. And the second thing is, it. I like the different character bases. I like the different uh, characters throughout this. So where you have the Doctor jumping in and out of these um, hover vans and stuff, there's like loads of different characters, and there's, there's some main characters like um, uh, the the guy, um, the guy who's dressed up as the as the cat, you know, uh, Brannigan and his wife. Uh, sorry, that's not right, is it? He's not dressed up as a cat. He is a cat. What stupid thing to say? Yeah. So the the cat guy, Brannigan. Um, uh, and his wife, and then you've got um, the couple that kidnap Martha, so they're there. But then you've got all these little supporting characters as well, like the old biddies, the old biddy couple. And then as the Doctor's jumping through and out of these vans, there's like a very different mix of different characters, which is very cool. Um, but I really like the story because it's um, it's one of those simplistic stories which you absolutely know what's happening before you even get to see it, if that makes sense. So the premise is the Doctor and Martha um, end up in uh, the planet New Earth um, and they get dumped um, into the city New New York um, about 5 billion in the year 5 billion. Uh, the year 5 billion and 53 to be exact. And they end up in some dodgy alleyway. Martha gets kidnapped. The Doctor chases after. Um, but the only reason Martha was kidnapped is because uh, this couple... Um, because they want to get into what's called the fast lane, um, they need to have uh, three three adult occupants so they can get into the, what's called the fast lane. Now, what everybody doesn't know is that um, there is no escape. It's like one endless traffic jam, if you like. And all the fast lane does is take you underneath all the traffic jam and the people inside think that that's like a, a route out of there. But really, um, these huge crab monsters basically take them and eat them and 
you get these broadcasts from the supposed um, uh, the the city, New 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 York, above all this stuff. So all of the people in the traffic jam are kind of in this uh, brain not not really brainwashed state, but they they they're fed, you know, uh, propaganda um, from the surface apparently. So they're all very optimistic all the time, and uh, they just keep going round and round and round. And anyway, you know what's going to happen. You know you can. That's what I mean. You can see it a mile off. You know very very early into the episode that. There are no people on the on the surface, and these people are not getting out of here anytime soon. Um, but that kind of makes it a bit more enjoyable for me because you kind of you know it's expected what's going to happen. It's quite predictable, but you still want you still want it to happen. You know you can you still want it to play out in front of you, and you don't actually see um, what's happening until you know it's quite a good progression as well. These things. You know the the crab monster, these crab monsters called the uh, the macra. You don't actually see them until kind of two two thirds of the way through, um, and it's not till the end where the doctor just, you know, really saves the day, if you like, and brings hope to all these people. You know that you don't. So you don't kind of see this stuff. It's a good progression, uh, and also we get um, a, a cameo, if you like, um, from the face of Bo. So he is uh he is there to you know to kind of talk to the doctor you know um and it's the it's the face of Bo's last um episode because uh he he actually dies um in the, in this episode but the it's kind he kind of leaves a bit of a cryptic uh, clue as well to the doctor because at the end um the way that the face of Bo is obviously in this is that in order to keep um, the traffic jam going round and and not have everybody just spiral into these uh, into these monsters and stuff, the face of Bo actually plugs himself into that whole system and keeps it going as long as he can with his life force, I guess. Um, so once the Doctor has freed everybody, there's no need for him to do that, and so he passes away. And uh, yeah, so the doc he leaves the Doctor a kind of a cryptic clue, which is you are not alone. Now, obviously, at this point in time, that means, you know, very little to the Doctor. And he actually thinks that he, he made a mistake and, you know, he, there's no possible way because he's the last of the Time Lords. Um, but this does actually, you know, link into um, the the coming of the Master um, or, or the re-coming of the Master, if you like. Um, because these episodes, sometimes they do have kind of a loose... Uh, a loose uh, join with other episodes um, so this particular episode um, as it happens um, is actually the third in a very loose trilogy um, so the end of the world from 2005 and uh, new earth from 2006 um, they all kind of have these little um, hints in, in a slightly larger story arc um, so this is a very loose trilogy and um, that's the kind of the cool stuff about the Russell T Davis era is that you can link like little bits together and you can you can form like a larger story arc. Um, so not every episode it's not like some of the Moffat stuff where you know every episode is completely contained and he doesn't reference anything you know before or after ever. You know Russell T Davis does leave the door open a little bit for you to 
you know, for these stories to, you know, not necessarily just join up all the time, but there is that that linkage there um, at times. And uh, so, yeah, so this um, this particular episode I really, really enjoyed. I love the Doctor in it. I love his, um, his kind of aghast, if you like, that this is happening. You know, he's clearly onto it, you know, straight away. You know, when he asks if there's, if the, he asks the old biddy couple, you know, have you ever seen a police car? And it kind of stumps him a little bit because he knows instantly. He he hasn't been, he hasn't been, you know, exposed to this kind of propaganda and almost brainwashing, if you like, for ages. So he knows the situation straight away. And uh, and like I said, it's predictable. You can see it coming. You know, you know full well that there's nothing on the surface and you don't find out until later that the surface was wiped out and everything and the face of Bo is keeping the population alive in this traffic jam <clears throat> but it makes it really cool it makes the story cool because you're kind of it's like you're watching it through it's like you're being taken on the journey that you know you know is going to happen and um and what what I mean by that is in some episodes of Doctor Who especially if you haven't seen it before it can be a bit confusing at times. and But this one is just a straight up, you know, the Doctor and Martha are in this situation, you know, and it's every, everybody, everybody, all the other characters, everybody in this traffic jam is, you know, naive to the situation. You know, they have no idea what's going on. But you, the viewer, and the Doctor does know. And it's like you're going on this journey with the Doctor. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's like you're 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 going through this journey and this adventure with the doctor and you as the viewer and the doctor know exactly what's going on but the all the other characters within the story don't and it's like you're kind of you're going through it with the doctor so i really really like the writing with this i really enjoyed um uh how the story progresses and that kind of stuff and i like the little the little hints at other episodes as well like new earth and the face of Bo and you know, and all that kind of stuff. And like I said at the beginning of this review, it's um, I, I I really enjoy how the how the tone of this story goes from up to down. So at the beginning, when Martha is asking the Doctor about, you know, what's Gallifrey like, and we should go there and stuff, although he's kind of um, skipping over the truth, if you like, and just wants to, to just to get on with it and and find somewhere. There is the way that the music is composed and so on. There is a very kind of subtle underscore of, you know, upset and stuff. And you kind of forget that. And then you go through the story. And it's not until at the end when the Doctor comes clean that, you know, it it goes from that particular vibe in the episode to this uh, more downbeat. So, um, yeah, I I really enjoyed um, that conversation at the end between the Doctor and Martha. I lied to you. Because I liked it. I could pretend. Just for a bit, I could imagine they were still alive. Underneath a burnt orange sky. I'm not just a time lord. I'm the last of the time lords. Face of Bob was wrong, there's no one else. What happened? There was a war, a time war, 
last great time war. My people fought a race called the Daleks for the sake of all creation, and they lost. They lost. Everyone lost. They're all gone now. My family, my friends, even that sky. You've seen it, that old planet. The second sun would rise in the south and the mountains would shine. The leaves on the trees were silver. When they caught the light every morning, it looked like a forest on fire. When the autumn came, breathe blow through the branches of like a song. Oh, doesn't Gallifrey sound like a love, like a lovely place, eh? So we might actually get to see some of that if, um, with the series eight and Peter Capaldi stuff, you know, if Moffat's going down this route of the Doctor is now changing direction a little bit and you know has a new purpose and stuff and is, you know, based on how they left, um, uh, the Matt Smith departure episode. It could be that now the Doctor is searching for Gallifrey and we could find it and we could see all these lovely things. So you never know, never know. But that was um, but that was uh, gridlocked and uh, I really liked the episode. And if I had to give it out of 10, I would give it an 8. So that does wrap, wrap up episode nine. Thank you very, very much for joining me. It's been cool uh, giving you the news rundown and talking to you about Gridlocked. A really cool episode. So it kind of feels like we're in this uh, almost limbo-y period with Doctor Who at the moment. Um, I'm recording this on the 24th. So yesterday it was exactly a month until Series 8 starts. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa! That's uh, that's really good news. So we're within the month now. So, wow, and it's it's lasting a long time, isn't it? It's really dragging, <laughs> really dragging. And, and I assume that the next uh, the next month leading up to it is going to be uh, pretty painful. So, uh, which is you know why there's you know these these new uh, Doctor Who comics and um, news of like box sets coming out and all that kind of stuff. And the, uh, and the big finish stuff is always coming out as well, which is cool. There are other things to keep uh, keep the Doctor Who fan well well engaged and stuff until the new until the new story and Peter Capaldi grace our screens. Um, so if you've got a, um, a viewing party lined up, um, please let me know. Um, if you're attending any um, any premiere screenings, uh, let me know about those. Um, are you going to uh, just kick back and watch it at home, or are you going to go to a, a cinema? I'm pretty sure it's being it's being shown in a number of cinemas, especially around London and all the other major cities and stuff. Um, so do let me know. So this has been episode nine. Thank you very much for joining me. I will see you next time. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, please do so at Big Blue Box Pcast, or jump on Facebook and have a conversation with me. Facebook.com/forward/slash Big Blue Box Podcast. 
I will see you next time in episode 10. But until then, allons-y.